0: Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins.
1: And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are diving into episode seven of Sanditon.
0: The episode where I was like, I guess I get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where, regrettably, we are softening towards Sydney (laughs) for some reason.
0: It's got to be all those smoldering looks. (laughs) Say, I
1: have my conspiracy theory that, A, this was purposeful casting for such a <laughs> shitty character <laughs> and B that they did something in the makeup department to make him look even hotter this episode him and Stringer to emphasize I mean, this they competition they both did
0: really shine yeah <laughs> to say the least this
1: <laughs> So I I will admit to the softening, but not the full acceptance. (laughs) Because you did have a little bit of an annoying streak in this episode.
0: Yeah. Well, let's just formally say our first impressions then, since we're already starting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I love this episode. It was so much fun.
0: Yes, the regatta. (laughs) Yes, the
1: regatta. All these little competitions and just little fun things and all the new characters on the new people we're seeing it was really fun yeah i really really loved it and we got more lady susan who is my favorite character <laughs> she's only had an appearance in two episodes and already my favorite character the whole series
0: yeah she's well, so funny maybe not my favorite but i do re- i do want a second season just so i can get more of right. her right
1: <laughs> i want her to come back and she's
0: kind of like emma if she mm-hmm. never had her realization and became super powerful <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would say she's like she's like Emma, but maybe a little more, bit more precise and aware of yeah. people.
0: <laughs> or maybe like the Lady Susan from Lady Susan, right? Or Love and Friendship. Though. Yeah,
1: I think they even said that this character was kind of a nod to that char- oh, that person, yeah, and that story she wrote. So
0: yeah, I think I have just the teeniest bit in my deep dive about mm-hmm. who it may be in real oh. life. <laughs> uh, I love it. So I'm excited. I guess my first impression, (laughs) I realized while watching this episode, like, oh, you know, the things that I've been wishing to happen seem to be happening. So maybe (laughs) I'm just remembering. And so I'm hoping for the things that I already know are going to happen. But, you know, that's how it goes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of the things that we've talked about that we hope happen, like you said, do end up happening. But I think it's because we're being led to believe it. And it just makes
0: sense. It's true. Maybe I'm just like... Following where the story is taking me, exactly. it's saying, it is saying yes. Makes Arthur sense. and Georgiana should be friends. Yes, <laughs>
1: although I have a personal belief that I kind of ship them together. I want them to be together.
0: Well, they did kind of have that like friendly antagonism. That's mm-hmm. always the precursor to romance in Jane Austen. Yes, <laughs>
1: I feel like they make great compliments of each other.
0: Yeah, I would love to see it. I would love to see you know. I just want to see a different side of Georgiana.
1: Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping for if we do ever get a season two is that we get to see...
0: Her have fun. Her, yeah,
1: her <laughs> have a good time for once. Yeah. <laughs> her, just her character would be a little bit more complex than this kind of maybe a little bit more surface-level stuff they'd give us for this season.
0: Yeah. I mean, she... Uh, she I feel like not. she played her v- pretty complex, but, you know, the character to me just seems very teenagery. even though she's obviously gone through right. a lot, but, like, it's still kind of, like... A uh, uh, Juliet, yeah, feel to her.
1: Yeah, I would love to see maybe season two take place. Maybe, you know, when she's out of her, what would you call it? I guess you could call it maybe a conservatorship, almost. Yeah, it's almost like that. But I, I want to see her... how
0: that works. Is it like, like what age? Is there like a certain age? I think they
1: said twenty one because I think they mentioned two more years or something. So I think twenty one is when she has. That
0: feels young. It feels like. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like a, a con- at least at that time, a conservatorship would last until like 30 or something. For a I woman. think it's
1: like at least when she's away, maybe from her fam- her dad, that she has this guardian and she doesn't have necessarily full access to her money until she's 21. Maybe she knows she's never going to be, a, I guess you could say, solely independent right. in a way that we think now. But I think 21 is what they said. I might be wrong. But that that's when she gets control of her money.
0: Okay. Well, that's cool.
1: But I would just love to see her at that time have control of her money and have more independence because that's what she's craving is this independence that she doesn't ever have. Definitely. And just to see what she does like on her own and to see her in a better spot with all these characters too.
0: Yeah. I guess other first impressions, Charlotte's hair was really pretty this episode. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. They also, I feel like, made it a little bit more like ingenue is, I think, what I very said. very curly. <laughs> yes, yeah, very curly, very, like, down, and just framing her face correctly. Yeah. Just trying to make her look... I think it made her look a little bit older. Yeah. And I think we also had mentioned when we were watching it how she seemed a little bit more busty this episode, too.
0: Well, I feel like she always does, but...
1: It, I feel like this... It's just something I usually don't mention. Right. I noticed it. <laughs> I think what... I feel like this episode, because it was kind of setting up the whole her and Sydney kind of romance that they were trying to make her look maybe a little bit older than she has been.
0: Uh, that could be it.
1: And it just like there was a little bit more cleavage it felt like and <laughs> which made her look a little bit older. Yeah. Um so I think that was but maybe I'm reading too much into it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe well, it was no, just how I, it fell. I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I think they were definitely like cuz they were all outside and it was all mm-hmm. pretty and sunny and anyway. Was,
1: <laughs> there was like sports involved and
0: always with the sports yes
1: and this kind of like carnal way of like they love a good exciting
0: action sequence in this show (laughs) exactly which
1: i really love
0: (laughs) me too also lord babington Uh, i am weak at the knees for lord babington (laughs) uh, he is
1: number one he is in my opinion even though jane austen didn't write this whole thing he (laughs) she he is the best like male character in any adaptation i've ever seen or read <laughs> so far because he's just well, so he's
0: kind of got a modern sensibility to him
1: yeah he's just so like sweet and empathetic and i don't know just like doesn't expect anything from yeah. esther which is like the first we've ever seen from him. perfect
0: for her really because <laughs> yes. you know she could definitely put a lot of people off i'm sure and just be unhappy and
1: right which and it's also good that because she's had people be expectant of her her whole life, and so now she's like, it's giving her the opportunity to find who she truly is, which is so nice.
0: I know. Oh gosh.
1: Yeah. And he also looked very attractive this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have my conspiracy theory that they did this episode. They just beefed up everyone. They put out the really good and... makeup and
0: hair yes. <laughs> for this one. <laughs> it just made everyone look so much nicer. Everyone's gonna be on point for this episode. <laughs> yes.
1: All the clothes looked great. It was a good episode for that too.
0: Yeah okay well i guess that's pretty much my first impression i'm sure Mm -hmm. we'll talk about it the rest of it (laughs) i don't remember like you know the first first time i never do i made this whole segment called (laughs) first impressions i can never remember (laughs) sometimes
1: it's like this is your first impression (laughs) it usually is
0: (laughs) my first impression this time (laughs) Uh, Uh, but what comes next notes (laughs) notes okay (laughs) let's do that next then
1: all right (laughs) Okay, so we our notes for episode seven, we had some returning characters. We had Adrian Scarborough as Doctor Fuchs, <laughs> Kevin Eldon as Mr. Hankins, who I think is the pastor, right?
0: Oh, Mr. Hankins? I never knew his name.
1: It looks like him, so like I hope Mr. Hanky.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very that. <laughs> we had Rob Jarvis as old stringer back with a healed uh, leg. Yes. Which made me think of this. Love to see it. Takes a place. Quite a long time because that was like his tibia or something. I know that, that should be snapped like snapped
0: in half. <laughs> what, six weeks at least? For at least. A bone?
1: At least. I don't think I mentioned it last episode, but we had Ruth Kearney as Eliza Campion. So she's kind oh. of a newer character, yeah. even though she kind of leaves already. And we had Sophie Winkleman as Lady Susan mm-hmm. back for this episode, my <laughs> favorite. And that's kind of it. For our new characters, this episode was directed by Charles Sturridge.
0: Okay. So we're back to That's men. a new one.
1: Yeah. Though. So I think, I don't know, he might, if you're following trend, he might just do the last two episodes because we had directors for every three. True, true. And it was written by Justin Young, this episode.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think they had a writer's room and that, you know, just mm-hmm. specific, I'm sure they all worked on all the episodes, but right. then like, yeah, there's one person who the main writing
1: yeah usually from what i understand it's like one person writes it and then they have a writer's room kind of edited and maybe add, introduce some new yeah or, or i think like they
0: all break down like what's gonna happen though and then right. like yeah
1: yeah there's a couple different writers from what i've heard that that's like just how they operate and how they list it their own work is like they are technically the writers of it but they have like a whole team that works behind it or something yeah yeah you know. You know, It originally aired in the UK on October 6th, 2019, which is five years ago, <laughs> it feels like.
0: <laughs> Every time you say when it came out, I'm like, my brain shuts down. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quite a while ago. It the year like. that
0: lasted five years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. And in this episode, we got a new location for filming... So I think I had mentioned on the last episode that we possibly had a new location, but it was definitely for this one, the Bowwood House, which is like, the it's like a grotty waterfall. A couple shots we get when we're in Sanditon. I think on the boat scene we get it. Uh huh. And maybe during the race we get it as well. But it's a Georgian estate in the heart of Wiltshire and it was built in 1725. Let's see, and that's the whole property with the orange, orangery that I told you oh, about.
0: Okay, yes, and I, <laughs> it, I, I looked it up afterwards, and orangery is really a place where you grow oranges. but yeah. I was getting it confused because I know, and when I went to to Paris once, mm-hmm. we went to a museum called Le Orangerie. and I thought. Maybe it was like in <laughs> France maybe museums are called or orangeries. I don't know. <laughs> but I realized that was probably like an orangery that they turned into a museum. Duh. But
1: <laughs> It could be. I think oranges had like a very specific like healing capabilities. Oh, like, yeah. you know, the thought process, especially because, you know, on the sea the whole scurvy, you know, blah blah blah.
0: Yeah, and they're probably really, really hard to grow in England. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> that Since they very- grow
0: here. I mean they're, they should grow here fairly easily, except for this whole citrus greeting thing. I but know. <laughs> uh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's for our citrus podcast. Local Florida <laughs> problems.
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, a fun fact is the guy who added the orangery was um, the second Earl of Shelburne, who was named Marquis of Lanzone after negotiating peace with America after the Revolutionary War. So what? he was, like, a person who owned this was kind of part of the whole peace treaty with after the revolutionary war
0: wow that's cool
1: and he added the orangery and he also added a menagerie that would later house an orangutan and a leopard which Aww, is that's sad. scary and <laughs> sad
0: but exotic yeah
1: well you know there was like that whole period where they were like i need every animal from across the oh, world yes,
0: yes i'm sure there were peacocks galore yeah
1: <laughs> can't have a house without a peacock um <laughs> In the 1760s, a very famous landscape designer, whose name I guess was Capability Brown. Whoa!
0: Nominative, uh, what is that called? Nominative determinism. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he's also the landscaper of Highclere Castle, which was a location for Downton Abbey.
0: Ah. Oh, so what, he was say the name again.
1: Uh, Capability Brown.
0: I love it. That I is know. like a comic strip character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or like
1: I always. <laughs> made me think of like a detective for some reason from yeah. like the 50s or 60s. Or like a
0: plucky girl detective <laughs> yes
1: but yeah he's famous for also doing a landscape of high Park castle from downton abbey that's awesome and you know he's done other landscapes for other castles that have been seen in down also in downton abbey in season four and five of poldark and london's hyde park so,
0: so he's like a current gardener no.
1: <laughs> no, he's like the one who
0: originally designed it? Or yeah, whatever. from like the oh, okay. 18th century. He's okay. like
1: the original landscaper for all these famous places.
0: It seems more like an 18th century name, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I think that's kind of all we get this episode from that location. But I also wanted to do a little bit of notes on... I found this article that was like all these like little Easter eggs that the oh, people yeah. who worked on the Sanitin sets and everything put in for big old mega austin fans
0: awesome it's like um a youtube marvel video yeah (laughs) it's like the breakdown like in case you missed it easter eggs
1: (laughs) which from reading this article a lot of it was like they mentioned like you have to pause it and see otherwise you'd miss it so it's very much in that (laughs) kind of realm (laughs)
0: That would be so funny. If we just started like a YouTube channel that was Easter eggs and Jane Austen (laughs) (laughs) Austen works. (laughs) Oh gosh, we could do it with David Lynch too, but that would be just endless this could be an Easter egg. It could be nothing. Who knows? (laughs) Right.
1: I'm not super familiar with these a lot of these Easter eggs, so I'm hoping that you are. (laughs) But the first one is in episode six. Charlotte takes the Sanditon Flyer, which is the carriage. To London, and as she's getting out of the coach, on the left hand of the frame, you'll see the sign of the coach says Chawton. Uh-huh. Does that mean anything to you?
0: Chawton House.
1: Chawton House. It's like a reference to that, and it's like literally just written on the carriage. I can't
0: remember what Chawton House was from, though.
1: Let's see. Oh, wait. The Sampson Flyer stops at Chawton, which is Jane Austen's home. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. at <laughs> I first... I was like, I
0: definitely recognize the name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I was reading the article, and I was like, I know earlier it said what it was, but then I was like, it's not saying what it is, so <laughs> I'm assuming you just have to know it, but it's her home. In Charlotte's Bedroom, there's an edition of Jane's The History of England that uh, her sister Cassandra did an illustration for.
0: We're gonna do that someday. as like a short the History of England. Jane Austen or Ooh, something.
1: it's so cool. And then there's a first edition, second volume of Pride and Prejudice that they were lent for the set that they included in Charlotte's Bedroom.
0: She's reading all the good books. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And very much, they mention these articles, like if you literally didn't pause it and look for it, you're not going to find it. Because it was literally just put in all the set. And then a lot of the shops, the names of the shops, have Austin's works referenced in them, like Bennett's Sausage Maker. um, And (laughs) gosh, there's a couple of them are covered up, but they're all referenced to different uh, characters.
0: I wonder if that has anything to do with the... 2005 Pride and Prejudice with the pig. Maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they also um, called the stationers Austins. So it was like referenced directly to her. There's the barber is called Brandon's in reference to Colonel Brandon. Oh. <laughs> in Trafalgar House, and Tom's office, there's a map of what Saniton will become after they built it. Uh-huh. And all the streets are named after Jane Austen heroes. You've got Darcy Place. <laughs> and there's a couple of those that you have to Zoom in. <laughs> I, zoom in and kind of like pick them out, which makes me want to go back and see what they got. <laughs> Apparently, there's 35 total Easter eggs throughout wow. the whole series, <laughs> just little ones. I'm trying to see if there's any more. Okay. So yeah. So the big London ballroom, I guess, which is in the last episode that we had,
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: Um, there are apple blossom trees throughout the interior, which is a reference to Emma when they're in the apple blossom garden.
0: Which Emma? <laughs> or is that all like the book?
1: I think it's the book. So it's like, oh, I'm I'm oh, assuming from... I think that
0: might be when he proposes at the end or when they... Yeah, I was, it was
1: thinking something. it was either that or in the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow one, it's when they're in the fishbowl area maybe, could be.
0: I assume that it must be something romantic. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
1: But it's like a reference to, I guess, the book. Um, there's like a whole apple blossom tree scene. Oh. And so it was like a, you know, just a little nod to the Emma. I guess we'll
0: find out when we read the book. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see. I let's read see. it, but I don't, obviously, remember. No. Specific <laughs> apple blossom tree.
1: No, I'm sure once we read the book, finally, it'll be like,
0: Oh, there's apple the blossom. That's the apple blossom.
1: Um, you'll appreciate this one a lot. The Denham Place had a slightly gothic room, because it's a reference to Northanger Abbey.
0: Oh. I'm assuming
1: our 80s. <laughs> super gothic, scary one. That's where
0: Esther and Edward live, right? Denham Place? I think so. It looks it did kind of gothic. Yeah, you know <laughs> it felt very dark and yeah. very, like... I was like, oh, it's always dark in there. Yes. <laughs> no wonder they always have ennui. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Seriously. I think that's probably the last bit of the Easter eggs they mentioned. There is a whole entire article. It's pretty long on PBS's website. So if you Google PBS Sanditon, and then from there go to, I think it's called Sanditon Set Secrets. It's like a whole article, and oh. it kind of talks about like them setting up the sets and that's how they cool. wanted to reference all these things. Cool. So it's a really cool, interesting read for anyone who's like a hardcore JSN fan.
0: Nice. All right, well, on to the recap. Yeah. (laughs) So we start at Sanditon House. Charlotte is standing over a very dead-looking Lady D. (laughs) In the living room, Dr. Fuchs is telling the whole gang that Lady D won't live through the night. (sighs)
1: So scary.
0: (laughs) And it was kind of jarring to be like, Charlotte, you're you're at Lady Denim's and she's dying. <laughs> it was like, yeah. what happened in between the last episode of this episode? <laughs> I know.
1: It feels weird for Charlotte to be there almost just because they've only had <laughs> extremely negative reactions. But I guess it was like speaking to the graveness of it. Well, yeah, and she's she probably just there
0: with the Parkers and everything. Probably. Yeah. And in, in the carriage on the way back, Mary is wondering if they should postpone the regatta. And Tom says they That Lady Denham can't die because he'll go bankrupt. He says, or he's he's harsh, but he says he wants to be frank with Mary as she wished him to be.
1: (laughs) Right. And I I feel like she is appreciative at least of that. Yes. Even though she's like, okay.
0: She does seem wary in this episode of Mm -hmm. like, Oh, what are you thinking, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's... Now that I know, I'm like, oh.
1: Yeah, I think she's understanding that maybe he's not the best decision maker. <laughs> and this hopefully, maybe if we get a season two, she'll be in charge of business affairs.
0: Uh, yeah, let's hope she's got a more of a hand in it. Georgiana is sad in bed. Mm. And her room's a mess. <laughs> and Sydney comes in and wants her to go out. And he sits on her bed and says he wants to make amends. And Georgiana says she doesn't think men like him can change.
1: You know, can't blame her. Uh, seriously. At <laughs> all.
0: He's been pretty stuck in his ways for a while. Mm-hmm. Charlotte on the street runs into Young Stringer and they make a plan to have a substantial conversation at the go.
1: <laughs> I like how his friends kind of poke fun yes. at substantial. Yes,
0: Fred makes fun of him. <laughs> They're all wheeling, old stringer on a cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where you can see like, I guess his leg still hurts because he's still being wheeled yeah, around. Yeah, he probably
1: can't. He probably needs to like, technically relearn how to walk on it, but A splint at least, would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> would have been a great idea back then.
0: So Charlotte arrives at Georgiana's as Sydney is leaving. And he's like, I'll wait for you until you're done talking. Lord. <laughs> if she doesn't mind, which she doesn't. <laughs> no,
1: unfortunately. <laughs> Although he looks very smoldering in the seats. So I know. Well, whatever.
0: Then, I guess she's still kind of like, well, he seemed like he liked me until two seconds later when he went to stand with his old girlfriend. And I guess maybe they haven't really talked about it since then. No. Clara, we're back at Sandwich House. Clara and Esther are waiting for edward to finish his final words Mm -hmm. (laughs) and clara doesn't think that lady d deserves her respect and then she makes the biggest mistake of her life
1: Mm -hmm. she
0: admits that they burned the will so dumb esther doesn't believe it because she thinks that Edward has contempt for Clara and wouldn't go along with her in a scheme. And she says, there's no way to fake the fondness he showed her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All these little like witty little indirect hits that she's giving her. <laughs> so, they're so good. Like, it's <laughs> so funny.
0: She's like, there's no way to fake the fondness he showed me on the drawing room floor. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh,
1: I was lying. <laughs>
0: And then Esther slaps her across the face. It's
1: like I knew it was coming the whole time. I was like, when is it going to happen?
0: I wasn't expecting it, but it was satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Clara continues to bait her for a minute before walking away. And I said, that was brave because I'm sure Esther had the impulse to kill her right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If she wasn't so thrown off by Edward's betrayal, I think she probably would have. I
0: know. She does look pretty devastated afterwards. Gosh, that was, like, such a meaty scene right there. It was.
1: was, And her reaction was so sad because... I can't
0: believe Clara would make such a dumb, dumb mistake after being so good this whole time at getting exactly what she wanted. She just overplayed Mm -hmm. her hand.
1: Well, it's like she got so used to the satisfaction because Esther was so easy to provoke that it's like...
0: That's true. And I was wondering if maybe she had, like, a motivation to kind of get rid of esther Mm -hmm. because now that her and edward were gonna you know be rich maybe she was planning on now marrying edward or something to get all the money i don't know
1: i think there was a plan and in true jane austen (laughs) mysterious faction that somehow edward would pass away and she would get all the money (laughs) oh yes poison something i
0: have no doubt that clara could get all the money (laughs) that's her long plan edward is in charge of it exactly (laughs) Okay, so Charlotte and Sydney are walking and talking about Georgiana. And I said, Charlotte looks especially lovely with her curly hair. (laughs) (laughs) Very. They tease each other a little and seem fairly happy with each other, but maybe a little wary of each other still. Mm -hmm. Esther is waiting when Edward emerges from Lady D's room. And she goes in without a word to him and inside she sits by the bed and tells lady d that no one likes her (laughs) but she realized that her money is a cancer it turned lady d mean and it turned edward he betrayed them both and she tells her about edward and clara (laughs) on the floor (laughs) and despite her deathly pallor lady d looks concerned And I said, poor Esther, but it's a good thing. <laughs> yes.
1: I feel like this, my theory is that Esther revealing all this to her, to Lady Jenna, brought her back to life. <laughs> she oh, was like, I have to go back. 100% <laughs> <laughs> And let these people know how they are.
0: Yes. <laughs> I have no doubt that that is true. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's kind of good that Clara told her because mm-hmm. Esther just needed that band-aid ripped right on off. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and I feel like it was a way for Esther to be like... Or blindfold, I should say. Yeah, and it was just kind of like a scene where Esther could kind of like, quote-unquote, cleanse herself of all the shitty things she's been involved with and kind of come clean to Lady D and...
0: Yeah, because she's felt bad about Lady Denim dying and stuff this whole time. Right.
1: She... Yeah, when that whole thing started happening and you can definitely see it in this scene is that, like, she is not this, like, nasty evil person that We're kind of led to believe at first who has no emotions like she's very much caring when she's by herself and away from edward mainly
0: yeah okay so tom and charlotte are planning the regatta (laughs) sydney comes in with mrs campion barf and he gives charlotte a resigned look Hmm. god you're so uh, uh, what's the word i'm looking for um i'm pretty sure i wrote it down somewhere else so (laughs) <laughs> when we get to
1: it <laughs> you'll blurt it Mixed out Mixed
0: messages you know he's Wishy-washy. like hot and cold he's mm-hmm. just like i like you but i like her i like you but i like her and it's just like ugh. it's enough to drive any woman crazy okay Oh and but then we get to see him again emerge naked from the sea which <laughs> fine by me. Yes. <laughs>
1: I did research because I remember watching this scene and being like, oh, we didn't get a butt again, but I can't trust PBS. I <laughs> no,
0: can't trust it.
1: So I had to Google.
0: Was there a butt in that scene?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell because I never saw the first time. I'm sure there it was. wasn't full frontal nudity. No, 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 no.
0: But, um, yeah, that was pretty much all there was to that scene. Yeah, it was
1: just a little bit... just shot of a man you know,
0: emerging from the ocean. Yes,
1: a smoldering, <laughs> somehow more attractive this episode, man. <laughs> and I feel like it's part of their campaign to make us like him because they're like, well, if this, you know, wishy washyness is turning you off, here's a nude ocean scene. It's <laughs> like, all right, fine. He's got
0: his good traits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Esther is watching Edward sleep. He asks if it's over, but it's not yet. And she says that he may be more comfortable on the floor.
1: <laughs> He's like, what?
0: <laughs> and just then, Dr. Fuchs comes in excited. His <laughs> treatment is working. Uh, Lady D can sit up now and talk, and she may recover altogether.
1: Yay! <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, and then we kind of follow people through the town in a little montage Um, Charlotte's like looking after a passel of children. Tom is talking to Mary, concerned that there's not enough visitors. Mr. Crow and Babington are talking about how they didn't practice it at all, and it's very ungentlemanly to practice. <laughs> it's
1: such a stupid idea.
0: It would be cheating to practice, and yet there's definitely some cheating. Yes. <laughs> real Other life cheating. Then. <laughs>
1: real cheating.
0: <laughs> Although it's the stupidest cheating because it them all out of
1: the i would say it kind of disqualified them too
0: i know he's just a drunk idiot <laughs> he is a drunk idiot he gets drunker every episode yes. i was like uh, he's not gonna live three more months at this rate of drinking <laughs> no seriously a <laughs> sad second season <laughs> funeral oh gosh <laughs> uh,
1: maybe we'll have a redemption Maybe the
0: next summer i'll be like he didn't make
1: it <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I hope maybe he'll have a or maybe they'll have an intervention and <laughs>
0: that would be nice. <laughs>
1: he'll fall in love with someone in the town.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe him and Clara will get together, and she's like, "I'm throwing away all this alcohol." <laughs>
1: <laughs> he'll abandon his alcoholism. She'll abandon her conniving, scheming ways, and
0: yeah, happily ever. Because if come. he ran out of money, he would need her. Anyway, we're inventing a season yes. two here. You could hire us to be writers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please, <laughs> would love that. We have great ideas, although
0: not a lot not, of experience with writing.
1: <laughs> no, but I will guarantee that we will not be shipping Charlotte and Sydney.
0: Not unless we can get our hands on the character and, and really do some make it l- good. Real redemption. <laughs> exactly.
1: With that slavery
0: money. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Okay. So Mrs. Campion is being snobby about regattas she's Yuck. attended in the past. Like how fancy they were.
1: Yeah, I bet they were. And dirty... I can't understand, especially if, after we've been to London and multiple different shows, London is dirty and gross. Well, I doubt the goddesses
0: are all in London.
1: No, but, like, you know, that the whole scene later where she has she's kind of throwing those digs at Charlotte and about how London life is so... but oh, yeah, 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 It's just, I don't understand it because it's disgusting. London is gross. Even the rich parts were gross because... I remember in that time, that's when they would just throw their sewage into the streets. <laughs> so London is gross.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, they're not staying in anywhere no. near that. I mean,
1: she's, you know, a rich widow, but she's mean. I don't like
0: yeah, her. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty common, though, in all of Jane Austen. There's something mm-hmm. about the society people, the London people. They're always snobby. hmm Sydney is admiring Charlotte Sandcastle, and Mrs. Campion includes Charlotte in her praise of the children. Ugh. <laughs> very snobby very you can tell that she's already gotten under her skin (laughs) she's barely even knows i think probably because she saw her dancing with sydney that's the first time probably yeah and (laughs)
1: then the them you know i'm sure she's seen them walking around town or heard tell about it well she
0: is living well i don't think sydney stays there but no i don't know she's living with the family
1: (sighs) i don't know i'm just so like how boring (laughs) is it to already feel competition with someone you don't even know i know at all you've never even met them
0: yeah well they leave and miss rudy patooty asks about charlotte in a very (laughs) condescending way
1: (laughs) very what does she call her like little one or something or
0: she's sweet or something
1: yeah something very like sweet girl (laughs) yeah she's a a girl not a woman
0: uh sydney suppresses a
1: grimace
0: Uh (laughs) arthur is walking with diana and he's talking about how he wants to participate in the boat race and diana points out his seasickness
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think she calls him a lunatic
0: (laughs) (laughs) i want more diana i know there's a second season please give me more diana and arthur
1: yes please they're two of the best characters
0: yeah they pass Lady Susan getting out of her carriage and get excited and run off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't we <be> all. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> we don't even know who she is yet. Tom is giving out sandcastle prizes.
1: <laughs> I did notice that he did not give his kids first prize. <laughs> so I guess he's being fair. But I thought
0: it was funny that they handed out first prize first because normally mm-hmm. don't you hand out first prize last Um, Don't you like start with all the runners up and then you're like, and then the first prize. I think
1: so. Because it's supposed to be a big reveal. (laughs) Tom does it his own way, I guess.
0: (laughs) He likes to just get the good news out of the way. (laughs) Diana runs in and tells Tom that no less than Lady (laughs) Whistledown
1: is there. (laughs) We had a hard time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or Lady Whisker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was Lady Whisker. That's what I heard. And you were whistled down. Yes. <laughs> but it's Worcester. 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 It's one of those Gloucester, Gloucester annoying things to Yes.
0: Me. It looks like Worcester, if you were just to say it mm-hmm. in normal American. But right. um, Worc- right, when I Worcester. looked it up, it said Worcester. Worcester. Interesting. <laughs> but she's arrived and he... Uh, <laughs> quickly delegates the prize giving to someone in the audience at least <laughs> here uh more important you do this <laughs> so they hey, they catch up to charlotte and they're telling her oh you know lady wooster is the axis of society and she is with the prince regent or they mm-hmm. are simpatico or something they said it in like some some illusion. like regency term <laughs> but basically her and the prince regent are a thing And Tom welcomes her. He's like leaning over with his cane the whole time and bowing.
1: (laughs) Probably because he's out of breath and (laughs) sprinting. It's true.
0: But she says, oh, shush, shush, shush. The only reason I came here was to talk to Charlotte.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Though That line made me laugh so hard where she was like, if I gave a fig about (laughs) beaches, I'd go to Brighton.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know. A knife in the heart. Okay. (laughs) I was
1: like, poor Tom. But... He should be even more appreciative of Charlotte because she's the only reason, again.
0: One hundred percent. Okay. Edward and, oh, back at uh, San Antonio's, Edward and the gang rush to Lady Diggy's room. She will not give the doctor credit and thinks it was the ass milk that saved her. She loves
1: donkeys. She wanted her to be named after one.
0: (laughs) I wrote LOL in my notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Much better than uh, seawater, I will go ahead and say yeah yeah. much better than seawater
0: definitely you know probably not so bad for you probably not uh nothing like imminent death to focus the mind (laughs) (laughs) she has underestimated the boundless depths of their villainy (laughs) i wrote this is why i love lady d (laughs) yes this
1: was a perfect monologue it was so good so
0: great Like a phoenix, she is rising from the ashes, which is more than she can say for her (laughs) will.
1: (laughs) I want to know if this was all off the top of the head or did she like write this down as like a speech and be like, She planned it as soon
0: as Esther left. She's like, let me get this speech right before I wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Phoenix,
1: ashes, will, got
0: it. Uh, Edward immediately blames Clara and Lady D calls them feeble parasites and disowns Edward and sends Clara home to London. And as they leave, she says... She will be getting a new floor since the last one was indelibly stained.
1: <laughs> Just one quick last dig.
0: <laughs> In case you were of any doubt why this is happening to you right now. Because <laughs> you're both gross. <laughs> then she calls Esther over and says that she is her sole remaining heir. More by luck than by judgment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like a little acknowledgement of the fact that she's like, I understand what you what you meant by me being mean to everyone and i understand why you're this way and now that you've sort of redeemed yourself i (laughs) guess you're in my good graces
0: Uh, what i wouldn't give for season two just to see esther and lady d living together in Santa. yes (laughs) babington coming over to visit (laughs) yes i would like
1: to see babington not only soften esther but like start to soften lady d (gasps) oh my god and she just kind of like softens up and just becomes a little bit nicer it really would great. be
0: really <laughs> great it would
1: be really great
0: totally okay so uh charlotte is catching lady susan up on the town gossip <laughs> she's like oh yeah the whole story I told you here's how it ended
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> so the only reason lady susan came she was like i need to hear the end of the story exactly
0: uh she wants to know about sydney of course mm-hmm. um Oh my God. My brain was just like, oh yeah, did you forget? Because I was, (laughs) for the longest time, for the first half of this show, Mm -hmm. I was writing Sydney, S Y D N E Y. Mm -hmm. And then I was looking, I was doing something and I realized it was S I. And then Mm -hmm. I realized I probably put the wrong spelling on many of our descriptions for the episodes. But Ah. whoops. (laughs) I just love that for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's what he deserves. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah. So, Ugh, Lady Susan and Charlotte are talking about Sydney. She mm-hmm. wants to know about Mrs. C. Yuck. Mrs. Campion, the wealthiest widow in the country. Ugh, why is she so insecure if she's so rich?
1: Well, you know, based on her past of what we know that she ditched Sydney for a richer man <laughs> just for the money. That's why she's miserable.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lady Susan knows Lady C will have a chink in her armor. And... She introduces herself to uh, Lady C, (laughs) because that's what she was calling her. I'm getting Mm -hmm. confused, Lady C. Just as young Stringer asks Charlotte to take a walk, and she gladly accepts because she was like, i got to get out of here, don't (laughs) hang out with Campion. (laughs) He wants
1: to have that substantial talk.
0: Oh, yes, that substantial talk she promised. Um, (laughs) It's funny what the talk ends up being. Um, Yeah. Tom is ready for Sydney to marry Eliza, her other name. <laughs> and Arthur, the only sensible smart person in this town, <laughs> doesn't think he would be able to trust her again if it was him. And yeah. Sydney is very quiet.
1: hmm Taking in both sides, but probably listening to Arthur more.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Arthur definitely would be my BFF. I know.
1: <laughs> I did make a, a comment when we were watching this about how ridiculous and ugly their hats were because <laughs> they were a little bit larger than usual, very tall, and they're all just the same.
0: They all have like a fuzzy. <laughs> black.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like this plain weathered black look to it, and then we get to young stringers, which is like this cool shapely brown leathery. <laughs> it looks really cool. It looks like the Arby's hat kind of. <laughs>
0: i don't love any of the hats to tell you the truth <laughs> but i prefer
1: stringers if i had, if i had to choose
0: true okay oh so st- the stringering and mm-hmm. charlotte um he's complimenting charlotte on how well the regatta turned out
1: as he knows who really go- is responsible for yeah,
0: it <laughs> i know thank you uh she's grateful for the distraction and he encourages her to tell him why <laughs> and she admits to forming a futile attachment. And she says she has to believe the evidence of her own eyes, and he realizes that she wasn't talking about him. And a oh. sad
1: <laughs> It was really like she friend zoned him really hard. <laughs> I know. Like really hard. I was
0: wondering if it was intentional friend zoning or if it was just unintentionally I didn't realize you liked me.
1: I think it's more that. Um, just because that's I think you that's know, what it's
0: supposed to be. It's my
1: unofficial <laughs> theme of Jane Austen's work, which is like we're just not going to talk about what's really going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was unintentional. And also just yeah. because, you know, she has only ever been like friendly. There's never really been any flirtation between them.
0: That's true. Although I'm, I feel like I think he's,
1: the... he's tried to, but it's kind of just been like that weird borderline flirtation right. where she's like, he's just a friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So all of London has come.
1: All of London has emptied out <laughs> into Sanditon.
0: Yes. Meanwhile, the vicar is trying to soothe Georgiana with the Bible. <laughs>
1: uh, torture. Capital punishment is this is. <laughs>
0: she says she would rather be crucified than listen to more. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur comes in and asks to see her, and he says he needs help with the um, 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 duck race. <laughs> There is no duck race. No.
1: Unfortunately, <laughs> no duck race. And
0: this is where I was like, okay, I think my brain told me that I wanted this to happen because I knew that this is what
1: happened. You <laughs> <laughs> he snuck her out.
0: But I'm very glad that my brain and my knowledge were on the same page because yes. I was very happy. <laughs>
1: yes. I like the scene, just like the little quips they have back and forth. And yes. he's just so sweet and just like, didn't you want to get out? Yeah. I helped you. <laughs>
0: So, there's an hour to, till the race. Uh, Sydney and Charlotte find themselves alone by the river, and he admires her knowledge of Heraclitus.
1: <laughs> Heraclitus, which was like the most British pronunciation i ever heard in my life.
0: <laughs> I have no idea any other way to pronounce it. Heraclitus? Well, I think
1: Heraclitus, or... It's probably Heraclitus is probably what it is. Maybe? I don't know. I'm not... It'd be
0: Heraclit. Well, he's Greek, they right? probably know Greek better than...
1: Probably, but, you know, they call things differently over there.
0: True, true. Aluminium and... Well, that's true. Craziness. So, anyway, they decide to go for a row.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is when I noticed how, like, just much... How much older they made her look with her dress and her hair and everything. And I was like, okay, so we're setting up this scene.
0: (laughs) It's such a... Yeah, okay. So, Mm Sydney asks... Uh, Why he can't accept happiness when he is just on the precipice of it. And they row the boat together very sexily. (laughs) (laughs) I know,
1: it was very like
0: so i mean just staring In straight into each other's eyes i don't know why they even were doing it because it's not like he said here let me teach you how to row a boat mm-hmm. or could you help me row this boat for a second it's just like okay now it's time now let me touch your back
1: <laughs> it was more like almost like her front side it was like very personal and they smiled at each other it's and like laughed. have
0: you done this before sydney <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like
1: it's just like your thing i'm gonna teach this girl how to row <laughs> Um, Interesting.
0: Yeah, so this is where I wrote, Sydney is the king of mixed messages. (laughs) Yes. Every other scene, it's like, I'm with Mrs. Campion. Oh, no, let me row this boat with you.
1: (laughs) Right, have our ghost moment.
0: Yeah, but speaking of Lady C, her and the rest of her gang see them sexily rowing, and Mm -hmm. she's like, hey, hey, I'm on the shore. (laughs) He stands up for some reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably caught off guard. Uh, I'm like, how like pathetic (laughs) you have to just like call out his name and yeah be like look at me look at me grow up
0: yeah she's really annoying and like she's like that kind of annoying that i'm all too familiar with it's like Mm -hmm. just like a it's just like kind of yeah it's just (laughs) a
1: type of person where it's like you have to compete with everyone you meet and you know i'm sure she's probably not She's probably that kind of person who doesn't have any real friends because everyone's competition for something.
0: Yeah. Okay, Esther's at home, and Edward comes in congratulating her. And he he assumes that Esther is gonna support him. And mm. she's like, No, you ruined it with Clara. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did you think was gonna happen?
0: And then she says, I loved you, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh lady susan at the regatta is introducing charlotte all around to all of her society friends she knows her power in society and she really likes charlotte and she thinks that she is mrs c's achilles heel <laughs> and speak of the devil eliza shows up with sydney
1: Yuck.
0: and i oh, see again mixed messages we go from sexy boating to Ugh, okay so, whatever this is yeah <laughs> So the topic is marriage, and (laughs) Lady C swiftly puts her foot in her mouth when she tries to belittle Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Charlotte excuses herself by saying, I'm a farmer's daughter who reads books. What could I have in common with anyone here? And Lady Susan gives eliza such a squint it rivals charlotte's own squints yes <laughs> she's
1: like you might have missed up so hard you will never be in society I
0: know. seriously
1: i am society
0: <laughs> i am a charlotte sydney stand. or yes. no shipper <laughs>
1: uh, um that's not i was gonna say a chidney but...
0: <laughs> do they have i'm sure they have a name
1: There's just not a really great combination. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) There's not. I just went through them all in my head. I was like, Sidlet? No. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) They're all like gross. (laughs) Nasty. Which is why they don't belong together.
0: Exactly. If your names can't fit together, you don't belong together. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Charlotte is upset. Sydney comes after her to apologize, but she tries to leave. He stops her. And she wants to know what he wants from her and asks that he be kind enough to leave her alone. And Young Stringer is watching the whole thing from the book, Tint. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't... So, I'm assuming that scene... That part of that scene where Sydney says that she would rather be reading Heraclitus. Is that... Because that, he didn't laugh, so I'm assuming he was being earnest. Yeah. And everyone else laughed, but the whole... they were starting off with was that she's a book reader so
0: i think they were laughing because they assumed she wouldn't know who heraclitus was
1: yeah which but it's like she read you just
0: and then she's like what you're laughing because i read a book right right i guess And they're like oh shit she might have read that yeah stupid yeah she's smarter than you think was like don't you dare (laughs) (laughs) yeah So uh, um, oh, Edward has come to the party to get drunk, presumably, because that's all he's doing. He mm-hmm. tells Tom that Lady D has risen Lazarus-like from her deathbed, <laughs> and Tom is very pleased. <laughs> Georgiana is afraid that everyone is staring at her. Arthur just grins when she's Says he is the most infuriating man she's ever met. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) He's like, Aren't you tired? Aren't you used to everyone just staring at you?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think it's like almost like an acknowledgement of the fact, like, because she's saying it because, you know, she's a black woman. But I also feel like that's what happens when, like, the richest people always enter a scene and everyone stares at them. And so he's like, You're always going to be rich. And they're always going to stare at you for either reason, so yeah. shouldn't you just get used to it and be like, yeah, this is who I am?
0: Yeah, and I didn't notice anyone staring at her.
1: I didn't either, <laughs> but we didn't get a good pan of the room. That's but, true. But it also could be a thing of like them saying, like, she's just now super self-conscious everywhere oh, of she course, goes. of course, of
0: course. Edward greets Babington by saying that Esther is trying to smear his name to steal his share of the inheritance. Ugh, I just want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Babington looks thoughtful, though.
1: I feel like Babington was like, don't talk about my Esther that
0: way. I know. He's like, hmm, I'm thinking maybe you're the problem this whole mm-hmm. time.
1: He's like, that's not the Esther I know.
0: Yeah. And now he's only thinking about Esther again, but he has to get ready with a drunken Mr. Crow to race. Stringer is determined not to lose to Sydney twice in one day. <laughs> <laughs> and the men's race is beginning. The Parker brothers are not too confident after seeing the competition. And (laughs) Charlotte wishes Stringer good luck. Mr. Crow has his flask and they're off just like the Olympics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They were going pretty fast. And I was like, oh, this does kind of feel like not as fast as the Olympics, but it does feel like we're in that rowing boat.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking, I wonder if rowing is a bigger thing in England because Mm -hmm. maybe they have more... Water calm winds. rivers
1: I know it's like a big traditional thing especially like for universities to do it it's like yeah. their thing I think it maybe is that that maybe the waters around England are a lot calmer and it's easier just to
0: Yeah because I know here I don't do people row here we've got a big river but it
1: I don't think so I think it's because it's so
0: wide it's wide
1: and it's choppy Maybe it just
0: happens really early and i've never noticed it. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean we could have some rowers like from bowls or yeah like some of these like specialty schools that have that kind of pull.
0: yeah but it's like a, such a big river that you couldn't just like stand on the banks and watch people do a rowing right, competition right,
1: right. <laughs> yeah i think and i think there's you know there are like whole cultures around rowing like there is this uh clothing company that I really like from England called Rowing Blazers, and it's like, you know, the rowing culture, but like made into regular clothes. Uh So there's like this whole culture about it. So it must be more popular over there.
0: Yeah it's in discovery of witches <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very exciting although i would probably have to be steering the boat i could not be rowing i so do I like
0: watching it in the olympics very weak arms usually for a while and mm-hmm. then i'm like oh, god how many years of rowing is there in the olympics <laughs> there's like a thousand rowing races
1: well it's whenever it's longer than 10 minutes of straight rowing i'm like how are they doing <laughs> <laughs> seriously my arms would oh, fall off
0: seriously okay <laughs> tangent um mr crow cheats and mm-hmm. leaves only the parkers and the workers and the race and i want stringer to win this one and he does Yeah. <laughs> it was a shame that they lost the last game the cricket game because they right. would have won if charlotte hadn't, hadn't if played. they hadn't been like well we gotta kind of take it easy on charlotte please <laughs> don't pay if it had just been or... tom the whole time they would have won <laughs> oh yeah for sure lady susan hangs out hangs out hands out the prizes <laughs> uh she leaves she oh so then you know the day's done she's leaving tom comes up and thanks her and she says she would likely come back with a particular friend maybe the prince regent oh my gosh and <laughs> she tells charlotte not to lose heart when it comes to love there is no such thing as a foregone conclusion before she leaves
1: <laughs> uh, i feel like yeah i feel like we're getting a little bit of, dose of Emma. With the whole matchmaking, but I feel like Lady Susan is so much wiser, and she's like, I, I, I just know everything about everyone.
0: Her shipping Charlotte and Stringer makes me ship them more, and knowing not Charlotte Stringer, <laughs> I, was Charlotte thinking, I was like and Sydney. Did she change at the end? <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlotte and Sydney mm-hmm. makes me ship them more, but it does. And also seeing that they both clearly do like each other mm-hmm. makes me ship them more, but I still can't get behind them as a couple. no yeah i think he <laughs> not yet
1: i think what's kind of throwing me off is that it's a little bit too quick i think i feel like if it was if we had you know that for sure second season happening and they kind of drew it out over a couple of more episodes and yeah. i'd be like okay he's sort of redeeming himself
0: yeah. did we already say if he could have an entire episode where he was you know where they actually mm-hmm. were definitely in love with each other the entire time <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) if he wasn't so wishy-washy, it wasn't like every other scene he's with a different woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then he did have a moment this episode where he was a little bit like moody and kind of like not shitty, but just kind of like irritable, and it was just a big eye roll moment, like right before they raced. I think when Tom was talking to him, and he's like, "Who cares?" (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Okay, Sydney, grow up."
0: Okay, so Mary congratulates Tom on how well the regatta went, and he admits that it wouldn't have happened without Charlotte or Mary. Mm -hmm. Progress all around. He admits to being a fool and promises to not hide anything from her again.
1: And she's like, good.
0: (laughs) Mrs. or Eliza, I'll call her now, is waiting for Sydney. And she says she always hoped that they would get together someday again. That's about it for that scene. Mm-mm. Edward drunkenly walking through, I guess, the poorer section of town, the shipyard yeah. section, part by the rip water. Mm-hmm. She, though, I do love Clara till the end. She's like, what will become of you now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I had nothing to lose. You lost everything. I
0: know. He's like, I still have a title. You only have your bags. But she had nothing to lose to begin with.
1: Exactly. And you know, just based on how conniving and just how like, smart she is, that she's going to you know, finagle her way into something else that's going to put her in a better position.
0: Oh, well, yeah. And I she's like not on her skills.
1: <laughs> and she's like, Edward, you're just a dumb idiot. You're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> I'm sure anywhere. she's
0: got some money stuffed in those bags. <laughs> say, she's,
1: she's got some silver and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jewels stuck in there somewhere.
0: He's left alone and unloved, and she knows that that's not easy. <laughs> she will spare him a thought now and again. <laughs> <laughs> she like... knows that he will think of her. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's so hard to be like, Always on the hate Clara side because she's so
0: I don't hate Clara. She's a fun villain. (laughs) It's it's hard to
1: be like on the side of where you're like, oh she's so mean and evil, but then it's like she has all these really witty quick lines and she's so funny.
0: Yeah. If I mean, honestly, she could've she could have had it all.
1: (laughs) She could have had it all.
0: Actually, Lady D was gonna wake up and realize her well it was burned at some point at some point
1: <laughs> yeah but i could totally see clara being like it was edward i saw him do it and i told him not to oh I'm, you, you know she's manipulative. Exactly
0: right. oh <laughs> uh, okay so <laughs> esther is packing presumably to move into sanditon house mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that'll be much nicer than her dark gloomy R- little
1: gothic yeah <laughs> everything or abby style
0: <laughs> babington barges in he says he can't forget about her he thinks that he's begun to understand her after Edward's display earlier. Edward has kept Esther a prisoner and given himself the power to d- to determine her self-worth. Oh. And he has abused that power. And then Esther cries and I'm like, me too, girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he sees her. I love
0: oh. Babington. <laughs> he's the
1: best character ever.
0: He hopes she's free of him at last, and he promises that he will not allow her brother to make a victim of her.:
1: Yes, And then he even throws in, he's like, "I came here with no expectations other than to be your friend." <laughs> are you kidding me?
0: hug <laughs> him? <laughs>
1: and it kind of like insinuates that he's like, "I will never manipulate you, I and know. I will just let you be whoever you want to be.":
0: It's <sighs> the best. Thank God, there's one great love story in this.
1: <laughs> Seriously, I would much rather focus on that as the main love story, please.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, there is a satisfying romantic yes. story so within this series. So Charlotte is looking at the model of the town. Sydney comes in. <laughs> He's looking for her. He tells her that Missus C is gone, and he decided he would rather be in Sanditon.
1: And then Mm -hmm. he admits
0: that he's way less than perfect, but he is his best self when he is with her. And then he says, "That is all." (laughs) Uh Leaves the room. (laughs) That is all. (laughs) (laughs)
1: She's like, "Okay." It's a very
0: Darcy moment right there. Very Darcy.
1: He's been—I would say this has been a very Darcy episode for him. Very moody. Very, yeah. You know, frustrating.
0: Likeable, moody, frustrating. Yeah, much
1: more likeable. If he started out here. I would very much be on board for where we are.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but there's just Sydney. so many episodes of just a horrible Cindy to wade through. Yeah, <laughs> so much
1: yelling at people for no reason.
0: You know, I always was like, ah, oh, second season, whatever. I think it ended fine mm-hmm. for what it was. But now after this second time watching through, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot I would like to see in a second season.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's just one of those adaptations that, really deserves a second season because yeah. i feel like a lot of them you can be like you know one season was good enough we got through the story but there's just i feel like there's so much left that we could go with these characters there's so much they can give
0: yeah i'm not sure why they decided not to do it
1: as far as we know <laughs> based on an earlier episode i found some little possible hints that there might be but that's
0: true they might do another one
1: i would i'm gonna hope for we'll it.
0: see <laughs> Definitely shows have come back from the brink before. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. dead dead and gone. Look at Twin Peaks.
1: <laughs> exactly. What was it? How many 25 20 years? years later? <laughs> I would say 20, 25 more, years like 27, later. 27, really. But <laughs> we got a season three, so you never know.
0: Exactly. <sighs> well, that's it for the recap. Uh, this
1: was such a good episode. <laughs>
0: We have any favorite parts
1: oh, oh my god gosh. it's so hard to
0: choose there's so many good parts of this episode
1: i know um oh gosh i'm like battling between two of them i'll let you go first since i have two
0: okay i've got two too <laughs> okay my two favorite moments were the esther and clara confrontation where she mm-hmm. slaps her and then the esther and lord babington oh, moment. that's one of mine
1: <laughs> it was so sweet and It felt the most, like, romantic, I think, that we've actually ever seen in a Jane Austen. Even more so than any rain scenes, or... It just felt...
0: well, okay. I don't know if it was more romantic, but it was definitely. Yeah,
1: well, those are more steamy romantic. This is like very sweet and <laughs> it was sensitive really romantic.
0: really sweet. I loved it. Oh, it was so good.
1: <laughs> well, that's one of my favorites. But my other favorite is the dressing down that Mrs. D gives to oh. <laughs> Lady D, excuse me, to Clara and Edward. Oh, it was yes. Such a good. <laughs> that was a great monologue. Great monologue, like a phoenix from the ashes. And then she references her burned will. It was just so. So good,
0: and the indelibly stained floor that yeah. she must get replaced. <laughs>
1: it was so good, and I like the promise of it possibly her eventually being softened
0: up. Yeah, and her like voice is still all shaky and it mm-hmm. gets stronger as she gets, yes, angrier at them. <laughs> the
1: more asses' milk that she drinks, <laughs> her um, medical cure.
0: Yeah, well, it's probably just as good as most things. Although I trust Dr. Fuchs of all the Regency era doctors I've seen. As
1: as far as we know, he didn't let out any blood or give her any leeches.
0: I mean, I'll throw in an honorable mention for all the steamy Sydney bits. Mm -hmm. Because... Yes, as long as he's going to be an interest, he might as well...
1: Yes, he might as well be...
0: Smolder for me. Yes, <laughs> smoldered
1: up, increase that, increase the... More
0: bathing scenes. Yeah <laughs> if
1: we're going to be forced to believe that they need to be in love, then at least give us that.
0: Yes. <sighs> okay. Okay, so are we ready for the deep dive? Yes. Alrighty. Well... Okay, so I will say who the character is at the end, but I Mm -hmm. did a little bit of research on the town of Worthing, which is the town Sanditon is almost certainly based upon.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yes. Jane Austen actually stayed there in the town of Worthing when the resort was first being developed. Tom Parker is probably inspired by Edward Ogle, Worthing's earliest, or one of Erling's one of Worthing's early entrepreneurs. Okay. Whom Jane Austen and her sister Cassandra knew. A little bit about Worthing. The area has been populated for at least 6,000 years. Whoa. And contains Britain's greatest concentration of Stone Age flint mines. Wow. I was like, ooh, i want to go see those. That I know. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. They're some of the earliest mines in Europe. It was also where the Iron Age fort of Sisbury ring one of Britain's largest, I guess from that time period, Mm -hmm. Iron Age forts.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It remained an agricultural and fishing hamlet for centuries until the arrival of wealthy visitors in the 1750s. Princess Amelia, who I think is who probably maybe Lady Susan is based on. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess. Andrew Davies would know who she's based on, but <laughs> he hasn't said at <laughs>
1: least is I could see yeah she stayed in the town in
0: 1798 and the fashionable and wealthy followed her and continued to stay and the town it became an actual like town town in 1803
1: interesting
0: but in the 19th century it was a stronghold of smugglers and the site huh. of rioting by the Skeleton Army in the 1800s, which I had to look up the Skeleton Army, yeah. and they were, like, opposed to and disrupted the Salvation Army who held marches against alcohol. So the Salvation Army would hold marches against alcohol, and My then the God. Skeleton <laughs> Army would march against the Salvation Army <laughs> <laughs> was for alcohol, I guess. What in the
1: world? What <laughs> is with the Salvation Army having this weird history of standing against things that don't need to be stood against.
0: I don't, I think it started off as like a teetotaler's thing. Like it was ah. against alcohol. Yeah.
1: So weird. What a weird hill to die on.
0: I know, I just thought it was interesting So I was like, what's a skeleton army? I know. <laughs> I,
1: when you said skeleton army, maybe think of, um, one, the first thing was evil dead. <laughs> <laughs> just because of, you know, skeletons. But also, just like those movies, those gothic kind of like imagery of like skeleton uh, Nights and...
0: Oh, I think I thought of um, Pirates of the Caribbean because I thought mm-hmm. it sounded like uh, zombies and pirates all at the same time. Yes,
1: <laughs> and lots of people pro-alcohol.
0: Yeah. Um, Oscar Wilde actually wrote The Importance of Being Earnest while holidaying there. What? Yep. That's crazy. And the climate is temperate with an annual temperature of 51 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: That's cold. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, that's like the average, I guess, throughout the entire year, but still, that's kind of chilly. I guess maybe yeah. not in England. No, I think <laughs>
1: I think they get kind of like it's so hot when it's like in the 80s, and we're like, that's a nice day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's kind of uh, winter for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's for like us a nice in, day in winter. <laughs> yes,
1: for us in the border. Of the tropics, <laughs> that is a really nice day. Fifty-one
0: degrees is a winter cold day. <laughs> yes,
1: and it's, well, and also you think by the sea, it's, it's probably super windy, and it'll probably have a wind chill. Yeah, oclo- it actually colder. says
0: an af- um, Well, I don't know if it's cold breeze, but on summer afternoons, there is a sea breeze known as the Worthing effect, and it blows from the southwest, building throughout the morning and peaking in the mid to late afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had some more, but I'm gonna actually do that one for the last one because mm-hmm. we're we got plenty of, yeah, that'll, that'll be a good final yeah. deep dive. Okay. So then I did Clara Brereton this yes. time. I was Queen. like, oh, wait a minute. she might be leaving this episode, so we should definitely do her. Yes. Okay, so in the fragment, lady brought her, oh, so in the fragment of the novel, Lady Denham brought her to town to try to get her married to Edward.
1: Oh, okay..
0: Mm-hmm. And Charlotte, Um, mentions in the fragment that she thinks it's a shame that someone so beautiful should be so poor. (laughs) 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 Lily Mm Sakrovsky, who plays her, Mm -hmm. said of the character, as soon as Clara comes into this world, she starts to perform. She creates a persona for herself that fits in with her new environment of courtship and manners. She quietly observes what people expect of women and comes up with this butterwood and milk marryable persona. She makes herself soft and helpful. She's there to please other people. I hope people will see that Clara is doing what she has to in order to keep herself safe. She has no one else to do it for her.
1: I, I so agree I with that. that. I do I so see I like that. I feel like by
0: the end now, I do... Have like a respect for Clara. I don't. She's still like not great. No, <laughs> <person>. no. She's <laughs> but she's
1: still ha- carrying a lot of like bad baggage. I think what I what I'm gonna say is I think she would benefit from someone being kind to her. I agree. Because I, you know, as much as Lady D has been quote unquote kind for letting her live there,
0: someone who would be kind to her that can see through her manipulations. <laughs> yes, she needs
1: her own Lord Babington. That is my theory. I don't know. Maybe maybe she'll, like we said in season two, we'll fall in love with Mr. Crow and we'll see past his alcoholism and we'll be like, I need to make him better if he's going to be able to I give me money. I think
0: she could definitely wrap Mr. Crow around her finger. Yes. That would be a really interesting storyline, actually.
1: I would like it, but she's been banished. Back uh, to London. I
0: don't believe that Clara can... No, Ever I mean, be she,
1: she would find a way to come back to sanity.
0: <laughs> sure. Okay, so here are my two choice. I got two this time for okay. her for um, astrology. First one, Gemini, mm-hmm. the charming enchanter. You've heard the horror stories about the two-faced wizard that is Gemini. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I'm here to tell you they're true. <laughs> this is like a quoted from another article right they contain a multitude of faces and they'll wear whatever face suits their environment best adaptable by nature they can breeze through any type of community shape-shifting into someone that community will trust they also have a dangerous way with words weaving together beautiful statements that may or may not be true you'll believe them regardless these gemini's can sell you hot tea on a sweltering summer afternoon in the middle of arizona (laughs) At The heart of a Gemini's intentions is a desire to make things interesting. Their manipulations are usually more tongue-in-cheek than genuinely dangerous, unless they mean to (laughs) (laughs) be. They have a fierce need to leave their mark on the world, even if it isn't necessarily the mark they're meant to leave. They simply want the chance to live every life there is to live, to get to know people who are completely unlike them. So that was one option. Uh The other, Scorpio the sneaky strategist. (laughs) The scorpion very appropriately symbolizes the most manipulative sign in all the Zodiac. They're a small, sneaky little creature whose unexpected sting packs a deadly punch. This is the power of a Scorpio is capable. Wait, this is the power a Scorpio is capable of. (laughs) They have an inner sense of ambition that they keep close to the chest, spending a lot of time surveying their environment with a hidden agenda capable of picking up on your weakness they'll tell you exactly what you want to hear and memorize everything memorize everything you tell them in return just in case that information might prove useful later on (laughs) what makes them so uniquely powerful is that scorpios can see perfectly in the dark they pick up on important details that people are often too afraid to look at look for This ability lets them easily sidestep others, but underneath their cunning ways is not just an attempt to gain control, but also to protect the interests of themselves and those they love. If you have a Scorpio on your side, you're very lucky. If you're on their bad side, well, you better start making (laughs) (laughs) amends.
1: Those are both really, really good descriptions.
0: I know. I feel like either of them could be her, but after reading it this time, I'm feeling maybe more of the Scorpio.
1: Yeah, I was feeling more Gemini at first, but.
0: Just the fitting in and being able to fit into any environment. Yeah,
1: but I feel like Scorpio is better for her in this, from what we've seen, just because it's like she's just really looking out for herself. Like, it's not like.
0: And she's really good at seeing, like, what people are trying details. to hide. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very much, like, very able to pick up on things that no one's really seeing, and she is not afraid to use them against them. Yeah.
0: Well, we've classified Georgiana as a Scorpio and Tom as a Gemini, so I think it's funny because... Wow. Not for different reasons. Right, you know? they're like, just
1: different sides of it. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: So let's go with Scorpio? I like Scorpio. Okay. And then for d and <laughs> I said evil neutral.
1: <laughs> I...
0: Or is it that how it is? Uh,
1: I think it's like, like neutral evil. The...
0: Nope. but yeah. what's the... It's lawful. Oh, neutral, chaotic! chaotic. Oh, I was gonna say
1: okay. I would go with chaotic evil just based on what we've seen. Although she does have the potential to be, I would say, neutral evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Chaotic evil. You because say. she's
1: yeah. Because she doesn't really play by the rules. She kind of goes for the lowest blow usually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's kind of how I got to that point. And she's always like she's stirring trouble. She's not necessarily just looking out to. Further herself, she's looking to stir trouble within yeah. different circles. I
0: guess I would say neutral evil just because she plays lawful. But yeah. Underneath she's chaotic. So <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to classify her in my mind. Yeah. But I guess like in her true truest nature it'd be chaotic evil.
1: Yeah, if she was like, No, no holds barred. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I I mean I just can't give her neutral on that other end because mm-hmm. she's really it's I don't feel yeah. like she's ever trying to help anyone out.
1: No, 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 yeah. She never plays the middle. She's always kind of on her own side. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, chaotic evil?
1: Chaotic evil. Scorpio. But she has the potential to be neutral evil.
0: <laughs> it's funny. I wonder what her and Georgiana would be like if they like were forced to interact. You know, complete a task together or something oh, or whatever. <laughs> Since would... we kind of, they're like opposite this ends of mm-hmm. the spectrum. We put, I mean, I don't know if Georgiana is necessarily Scorpio, but I felt like because of the whole like loving so hard and you know wearing her heart on her sleeve mm-hmm. seemed very Scorpio to me.
1: Yeah, I feel like it would if they did. They would it would be a battle of battle of the words because they're both very quick witted and yeah, are not afraid to speak their mind. I
0: feel like Georgiana might just come out on top of that one. <laughs> I I agree
1: too because she. I feel like she is just I don't know more accustomed to being completely honest about how she feels rather than trying to hide it yeah so she will have no holds barred
0: yeah now if we put clara and tom if we had decided she was a gemini and put clara and tom together to do a task tom is no match i feel like they would both <laughs> leave the situation with neither of them knowing anything more about each other and never having listened to a word either of them that said no, to each other <laughs> they're both so
1: self-involved yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would
0: just complete it and be like we're done, and then it would be like something completely different than it was supposed to be. In the right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they'd be what each other wanted it to be.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for the deep dive. Yeah. Any final thoughts on this episode?
1: <sighs> I love it.
0: I can't wait to get to the next one.
1: I know a little preview we got at the end makes me very excited for to see what you know everyone's season one conclusion is.
0: I know. I I've totally. I I remember like one thing that happens in the next episode, and that's. A,
1: it I don't know I'm just I I think I want to say this is my favorite episode so far but I don't know if it was I don't know I'd have to go back and look but it's definitely one of my favorites yeah I had the most fun watching it when we got a lot of smolderiness
0: (laughs) I love the regatta I love it whenever we have like an excuse for everyone to go outside and Mm -hmm. look at the pretty scenery and all be out together in weird groupings
1: yes and lots of and uh, like many little like mind battles that everyone's having <laughs> with each other.
0: Yeah, so much. This is a very very good episode. Mm-hmm. Lots of great stuff happened. Yes. Lots of meatiness. So Yeah. We'll I'm see what happens in the last one. Very excited. <sighs> Probably setting up season two. That never <laughs> happened.
1: I'm faithful that we will get it. I feel like if we put it out there we'll karma will look at us and <laughs> so ready to favor. start.
0: Posting to save #hashtag save <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, join the crowd. <laughs>
0: yeah. So now it's time for recommendations. Yeah. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay, I'm going to recommend a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've gotten to the phase of the podcast where I'm like, have I recommended <laughs> this before? I don't. I'm sure I haven't recommended the book because I just read the book, mm-hmm. but I might have recommended the mini series. Yeah, I think it's a mini series. It's based on the book, okay. but it's by Terry Pratchett. It's called Going Postal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the mini series has the guy. Did you ever watch any of Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah. I mean. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Yes. <laughs> I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. No, wrong. Okay, you know the guy who plays Faustus, the like bad oh, reverend? God. Hold, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's been. I only watched a couple episodes and it's been a while, but I bet you.
0: He's like the leader of the Satan church or whatever.
1: You said his name was Faustus? I think so. All right, let's see. Yeah, Richard Coyle. Yes, yes. he plays the him.
0: main character as a totally different character. He's mm-hmm. so funny, and Claire Foy is in it. But I just read the book, and it was really good. <laughs> it was like the miniseries is obviously a great adaptation of it, Interesting. and it's one of the Discworld novels, which I, you know, I've read them here and there. I haven't uh-huh. like read them all. I always think someday I'm gonna do that, but. And I'm like, oh, I want to read this one or this <laughs> particular one. <laughs> but, yeah, Go- Going Postal, it's a really good entry. You can definitely read it standalone. If you've read the others, though, there's, like, little stuff that fits in with the rest of, like, mm-hmm. the the story of Discworld. And the miniseries is really good. Also, if I haven't already recommended <laughs> that, I love it. <laughs> is it
1: period or is it modern or is it it's kind of like It's kind a... of
0: a science fiction. Okay. Kind yeah, of like science a science fiction fantasy. Okay. Yeah. With some magic thrown in. There's like golems, Ooh. and ah. he's basically this guy, he's a criminal and he's about to be put to death, but he gets saved to run the post office, which is in disrepair mm-hmm. because they need it to be a competition to this other message service called the Colax. And Interesting. it's really it's really a great story. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do love a good fantasy. I'll have to look into that because I just got my fantasy fill from some video games, and I always <laughs> feel like I want more fantasy video games. Yeah, so.
0: I love Terry Pratchett. Most of the mini I've seen based on his work are really good.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my recommendation is going to be a music artist. Her name is Nathie Peluso. Ooh n-a-t-h-y because it's short for natalia she's an argentine-born singer and she's based in barcelona and i just love her music i found her through a recommendation from my friend abigail who also recommended my i think i've recommended this artist a long time ago uh lilo pimienta who's like a colombian singer uh-huh. but i just love her music so much she had an album come out I want to say it was this year let me double check <laughs> yes I call oh actually it was technically last year but I think it was towards the end it was during the pandemic um that we're still in but <laughs> it's called Calambre and it's really really good she's kind of this like I don't know like a kind of oddball character very like I don't know she's just got a very strong presence and it's very like in the way that like, you would think of a lot of like more like, male singers, about how they kind of dominate the screen. She has this very strong presence. Her body, she's a really great dancer. The cover for Calambre just, like, shows up how muscular she is, and she's just a really, really interesting person, and she's got such a great creative mind when it comes to her music. So that album is very good, Calambre, but she also came out this year with, I think it's part of this, maybe, this YouTube series called Colors, or, like, for the Spanish language, it's Colores, but
0: oh I've heard of that you have talked about that before
1: yeah it's just a bunch of different artists did like a session where they recorded maybe like one or two songs I think I have to go look but she has one for her song uh, Budo Veneno I think it's her song but it is so good it's very <laughs> classic kind of Latin uh, sounding and she just looks great in it and she sounds great and she's got such a great voice I just love it so much awesome. So definitely check her out she's very high on my list of favorites right
0: now. <laughs> cool. Uh well, I would say I'd put her on the list, but I don't have a music list. <laughs> <laughs> on the next
1: playlist I'm making, maybe I'll throw her on.
0: Yes, definitely. <laughs> While I'm editing, I'll I'll remember and put it in my phone. <laughs> yes. Add
1: a, add the album. You'll be happy. Yes. I love it.
0: And Okay, so next week we have the finale of Sanditon. Yes, very Grand exciting, finale. and we have a special guest for that one, which I, I am so excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> been very guest-filled.
0: Uh, I know. While for us, you know. it's been a very Jane Austen guest heavy mm-hmm. show which is great because we had all these Dean and awesome podcasts which i'm so excited to talk to them all mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really just my excuse to be able to be like hey, <laughs> hey let's talk i've been looking at you for, for far for a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's that's gonna be great and then we're gonna have a check in and we'll tell you then what is coming up next
1: yes so much we've Got a lot of great stuff going on. I know. Up. We've
0: got like so many possibilities right now that I'm like, I don't know which is going to come next exactly, but it's definitely going to be fun. Yes. <laughs>
1: lots of stuff. It'll be a fun year for the podcast.
0: Yeah. We're already like a third of the way in. I know. Or quarter? <laughs> quarter of the way in.
1: Yeah. Qu- yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that seems
0: unrealistic. It's very, <laughs> it's
1: very unlike the pandemic where I felt like the time has slowed down and I was like, it's only been a month. Are you sure it's not been three years? and now it's like oh it's been three months and seriously
0: well i have well uh, the past four years felt like they time slowed down to a crawl and then the last year was like it just (laughs) lasted for five years on its own right and now it's like what things are moving way too fast
1: (laughs) (laughs) which i kind of appreciate i like i feel like the more fast-paced time i mean
0: we're still in a pandemic and don't get me wrong yeah yeah we're
1: not doing anything crazy trust <laughs> me i'm not going anywhere until i get that vaccine
0: exactly it just feels like time has started yeah quicker. i think
1: it's just that beginning of things changing that is like really starting to pick it up
0: yeah and now that it's getting nicer outside i'm so excited for the <sighs> summer yes
1: i need more time in the pool
0: i know but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking forward to the summer. But yes. we will be here with you for the summer, regardless. Yes. Maybe we'll we'll, we're thinking summer. of maybe doing an international summer. Yes. On the podcast, so that will be fun. Ideas. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, if you would like to get into contact with us, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail dot com. You can uh, DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave us a one-minute voicemail on our website, mannersandmadness.com.
0: Yes, and if you would please rate and review, we would so much appreciate it, and it would Mm -hmm. definitely help other people discover the podcast.
1: Yes, we want to spread our Austin and David Lynch love. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) You know, people might scroll by and be like, "Um, well, I like Jane Austen, but I hate David Lynch, or I love David Lynch, but I've never read any Jane Austen. And having your review on there might... Give them the impetus they need to exactly. just give us a try. Exactly. <laughs> but that's it for today, and mm-hmm. we can't wait to talk to you next week for the uh, thrilling conclusion.
1: I know, grand finale, and it's bittersweet. Hashtag safe <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have joined the crowds, but we're going to separate ourselves from the Sydney shippers because we're not there yet.
0: We'll see. We'll see what happens in the next episode. Maybe. Mm
1: we'll see there's gonna be a lot of redeeming for me to get maybe someone will break an ankle i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i am i will admit i've been softened up but we'll see what happens
0: yeah but we can't wait and we would love to hear what you guys think if you think if you have more of a soft spot for sydney in your heart let Mm -hmm. us know why
1: yes please explain to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) we would like to know because we want to like sydney we want to because charlotte likes him
1: yeah, and you know, Theo James is so smoldery, it's hard to see. I know, him. he's
0: hot. of <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm interested to see how they beef up the smolderness even more. <laughs> well, we'll see.
0: All right. Well, now that I've rambled on extra yes. long, <laughs> night.
1: Bye. I don't know if you heard that, but my stomach was like, (laughs) Hello
0: (laughs) I couldn't hear it over the car rubbing by. Oh, perfect. (laughs)